Hello, brothers, and welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonko, National Vice President for Student Affairs, and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be a part of this production. Of course, I couldn't do any of this on my own. I have some amazing help from our national communications team, our student advisory committee, and a special shout out to our editor, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI Presents. So to all of our returner listeners, welcome back and thank you so much for your support. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to our show. We truly appreciate you taking the time to join us today. This podcast is, of course, brought to you by Kappa Kappa Psi, National Honorary Band Fraternity. The purpose of this series is to provide you some insight, some helpful tips and suggestions, and hopefully showcase the different voices of the Brotherhood in an entertaining fashion that will keep you coming back. So, today's guests are joining us from all over the country. We have Southwest, we have North Central, and Midwest. More specifically, El Paso, Texas, Kalamazoo, Michigan, and Portland, Oregon. Not Oregon. So, these brothers are currently serving as vice presidents for their respective districts, and I'm very excited to hear what they have to share with us. So, without further delay, let's pass this over to our guests for some official introductions. Hi guys, I'm Eileen Sanchez. I'm from the Alpha Chi chapter at the University of Texas at El Paso. I currently am studying kinesiology with a minor in biology with a concentration in exercise science, hoping to go into physical therapy school after I graduate. Um, a few leadership information about me. I have served as the recording secretary for my chapter, as well as vice president and president, and I have also served as section leader and admin staff for the marching band. And I also play the clarinet, which is kind of fun. I love playing in the clarinet choir at my university. And I'm also obsessed with Animal Crossing. So if you guys want my dream suite code, just find me on Facebook, and ask for my code. I love it. Thank you for sharing. And I think the uh, thing I'm going to get out of this call is clarinets. Kind of cool, kind of fun. All right. So our next introduction, please. Hi, my name is Katrina Merrick. Um, you can just call me Kat. My home chapter is the Mu Delta chapter at Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, my major is secondary education, spe specifically in English. And then my minor is Spanish. Um, some leadership information on me. I have served as a drill instructor for our marching band for the past four years, as well as the vice president of membership for my chapter for the previous two years. I'm currently the ritual chair for our chapter, and I have also served on our student senate for the entirety of Western Michigan for two and a half years now. Yeah, that sounds correct. Um, as for personal facts, I am also a clarinet player, and I can agree that clarinets are kind of cool. Um, <laughs> In addition to that, um, I don't know. I don't have any pinky knuckles. I feel like that's a personal fact. It makes playing the clarinet very difficult, but yeah. <laughs> we have fun anyway. Pinky knuckles. Okay. I want everyone who's listening to research pinky knuckles uh, before you go any further. All right. So next introduction, please. And thank you. Hi, uh, I am Glenna Fulatano. I am the Midwest District Vice President. I am from the... Uh, Epsilon Omega chapter at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm an elementary education major, and I have a minor in international studies, but if we can't travel abroad in the next year, I probably won't be able to get that minor, which kind of stinks. Um, 
For leadership info, I was the vice president for membership last year for my chapter. And then this year I am our chapter president for going into the next school year. Um, And I am on the exec board for the College of Education and Human Sciences ambassadors board. So I do like campus visits and things with uh, incoming freshmen and stuff to talk about the College of Education and Human Sciences. So that's really fun. Um, A personal fact about me, uh, right now I'm in Portland, Oregon, which is my hometown, uh, not in Nebraska. I'm here for a couple weeks before school starts, which is really fun. If you haven't been to Portland, it's a very cool place. You should check it out. Um, Other than that, recently I've been watching lots of Netflix and hanging out with my cat. So (laughs) not a ton going on here, but we're having fun. Great. Awesome. Very, very good. Thank you all so much for those introduction pieces. Now, we're going to go ahead and get into the questions for this interview. And I usually start with a question that asks people to uh, talk a little bit about their 2020. And I've realized it's a lot to unpack. So I'm not going to throw that at you all. We're just going to talk about this month so far. We're near the beginning of the month. So let's just talk about how this month has been for you so far. Kat. Yeah. um, I appreciate not using the entirety of 2020, but this month has already been a doozy and we're only on the 10th. Um, Fraternally, it's been a very exciting couple, like, well, week and a half, question mark, um, uh, with getting pivot guidelines and understanding like how the fraternity is going to function in the fall. I know we've had a lot of, I've had a lot of people message me and be concerned about where we're going and what we're doing. And so uh, my message to everyone is please, please just calm down. I promise I know as much as you do and we'll get through this together. But um, outside of that, uh, um, the Mid-American Conference, which is what uh where my football team lays, um, is, was the first large conference to cancel football for this year. However, our director has announced that there will still be marching band, even if there's not football. So we're interested in seeing where that goes. Um, in addition to that, I have been, I work at a grocery store in my hometown. And so I have been working obscene hours recently. And today was actually my last day of work. So I'm very, very excited to finally have some free time that is not completely consumed by work. Um, Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it has definitely been a long month already. So let's see uh, what else we can learn from our uh, other guest here, Glenna. Um, Well, I kind of on the opposite end, I have not been working a lot. I back in the end of June, I sprained my ankle at work. I work at a daycare center. Um, If you want to know more about that, you can ask me. It was kind of silly. I fell down trying to catch a kid who was trying to run away from us. So that was rough. So I've been trying to heal from that for a while now. So I haven't been working for a little while. But so far in August itself, I left Lincoln on the 31st when my lease ended for my apartment to come home for two weeks before I went back to school. So I've really just been chilling at my house. It's been nice. It's there's been not a ton going on. I went and I stayed in this little, it's all these old vintage RVs that they've made um, into like this kind of resort area out in, uh, it's called Dayton, Oregon. Uh, And it was really cool. So it was this little yellow 
Shasta RV. It was really cute. Um, so that was fun. That's something I've done. I haven't done a whole lot. I've been sitting around in Oregon, kind of hanging out. I've seen some friends from uh, elementary school and high school, which was fun, but not too much. I don't know. Pretty stress-free. We're trying to figure out marching band stuff, which is a little bit difficult right now. And a lot of people have probably seen the Big Ten is talking a lot about doing something, but we don't know for sure what's happening. So we're waiting to see on that. And my chapter just appointed our appointed positions, which is really fun. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with those for the semester because they have jobs that are definitely going to be a lot different than what they have been in the past. So Lots of kind of adapting, not necessarily trying to make things work, but learning how yeah. to let things happen and go with it as it comes to us. So that's what we've been doing here so far. <laughs> Definitely, yes. Maybe not a lot of movement forward that we are used to, but still a lot of activity happening to figure out how to move forward. So I can definitely appreciate that. All right. Last but not least, how about you? How, how's your How's your month been? Well, um, the beginning of it was a little bit stressful. Uh, we just concluded our uh, chapter leadership conference. We called it Spicy Alcoda uh, because um, we like to call ourselves the Spicy Southwest, but we got informed by our one of our district governors that the Kappa Kappa Psi part isn't spicy. So we're trying to bring that back. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of the chapters got to experience a lot of the workshops and even our host over here Bonko had an amazing presentation got a lot of feedback from how well your presentation was um also finishing up my summer course acing it surprisingly um so right now I'm enjoying my little mini summer vacation until I go back to school at the end of August great you know I'm all very I'm just very surprised that None of you have mentioned your notorious VP calls, but maybe we can talk about that later. I won't, I won't bust you here. So we actually haven't had a VP call in a couple of weeks. So Ooh. we haven't had one this in August yet. The band was, breaking up? No, I think we're all busy. I think a lot of us, I think, moved out of apartments or places where we were living before and moving into places for the school year, going home for a little bit. I think we've all been really busy this August, kind of getting ready for the chaos that's going to be the school year. So I don't know. You can feel band <laughs> camp bearing down on us. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I'm studying the pivot guidelines, which has been like my Bible. I like, I love uh, parts and recs. So I basically have a binder with like all of the guidelines and everything. So I can like inform everyone. So I've been busy studying that. <laughs> I love it. Les- pull, pulling a Leslie note. Love it. Okay, great. So let's move on to the next question here. We're going to kind of throw it all the way back to your uh, baby brother days. How did you get start in KK Psy? Glenna, we'll start with you. Um, well, wasn't that long ago for me. I'm going to be a junior this year, so this will be my second full year in the fraternity. Um, I actually got involved in it. I ended up sitting in front of Jacob Coughlin, who if you know who he is, he's currently the Midwest District President. I ended up sitting a couple rows in front of him on a bus to an away game my freshman year. And we all kind of talked and stuff in the in the bus on the way there and back and everything. And then they started doing their recruitment week stuff. And I got a message from him saying, hey, you should come check things out. So I was like, okay, I'll see. And I was really interested. So then I joined and 
I don't know, got started right away. My right after I was initiated in the spring of 2019, I ran for vice president for membership right out of the gate. It was like a couple weeks after and I got it. And then from there, we've kind of just kept going with things and now we're here. So, yeah. Great. Well, very cool. Appreciate you sharing that. All right. Uh, Aileen, how did you get started in KKSI? Well, um, when I first got to UTEP, we didn't have a chapter, but Mm -hmm. I was always one to help out the band, even as a freshman. And so when I heard our, uh, one of our TAs who was our sponsor as a colony, um, had like a interest group uh, meeting for when, like, how do I explain? Like an an, an info meeting, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I heard about it. I was like, maybe I shouldn't because I'm kind of busy. I need to make sure I get good grades this semester, but we'll see. And then the next marching season came by and one of our drum majors was one of the colonists and he came up to me and another person um in the band and we're like hey uh we see you guys helping out the band a lot are you interested in being in this organization and from there I was like you know what I'm in college I'm only going to experience this once might as well Mm -hmm. and so from there I became one of the founding fathers and I ever since then I've enjoyed my time in Kappa Kappa Psi and experiencing my first district, like seeing the bigger picture. I was like, what did I get myself into? I love this. Yeah. Since then, you know, it's not just about serving the band program, but like helping create, like helping me become a better person Mm -hmm. and doing what I love, helping other people out. Yeah, I love that. Not many people can say they're a founding father. So, very cool. Kat, what about you? How did you get started in KK side? Uh, so, I was from a very, I came from a very small high school um, on the east side of the state of Michigan. And uh, my high school band was about 70 people. And then um, when I came to college, I remember on my very first day of band camp, they were introducing all the sections and the director was like really excited. And he goes, Trumpets, how many people you got this year? And they went 74. And that was just like the biggest wake up call for me that I was, I went from being um, a big fish in a small pond to a small fish in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Bronco marching band topped out at 350 that year, I believe. Uh, We are the largest band in the Mac. And I, I was scared because I had gone from like this situation where I had been so involved in my high school band and I had done so much. And then I came to college and I was like, nobody needs any help. I remember on my very first day of band camp, I brought my um, tempo block with me because I was afraid somebody may have forgotten it because I know that that happened all the time at my high school. And I showed up and they had like speakers set up and I had never seen a Dr. Beat before. And I was I, I remember I just walked up and I was like, I have no idea what I've gotten myself into. And so once I started, I started like trying to help the clarinets and I wanted to help staff and I was so involved in stuff. And so um, it just so happened that year that the almost the entirety of our clarinet staff was in Kappa Kappa Psi and a bun- uh, several people who weren't actually on staff. And so I got... Um, 
I remember I was, I just absolutely, I worshiped my staff. I thought they were the coolest people in the whole world. And so they dragged me to my first like event. And then after that, I was like, oh my God, this is actually really cool. And I was like, but I don't think I want to do Greek life this year. And I remember at the last recruitment event of the season, um, the woman who would go on to be my VPM, Lindsay Hubbard, um, said, Kat, I noticed you haven't signed up for an interview yet. Is there any reason? I said, oh, I don't think I'm going to do it. And she's like, are you kidding me? She was like, you're the only person who's attended every single recruitment event we've hosted this year. She was like, sign up for an interview. And so I ended up, I did it and I loved the interview section and I, I just loved KSI. And so I, that was how I ended up being involved. Love it. So it's just, if, if I'm, if I'm, Hearing correctly, all three stories, there's that common string that somebody that you looked up to, somebody who just had some sort of influence in the band helps kind of guide you along, be like, hey, you would be a great fit, or at least check this out. So I think that's really interesting because that's such a common theme for so many different people. And we look at how recruitment's going to be different this year. But then I think if we were to really assess, like, at the end of the day, what's the most important thing? And it's really about recognizing those who do have the potential, those who showcase that leadership, that um, potential just being a greater servant leader for your ensemble. I think making those connections and, and introducing them to the group and just saying, hey, you know, is this something you'd be interested in having that conversation? Um, I think that's going to be really important. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how your stories will unfold and manifest in different ways for other people this year across the nation as chapters figure out how are we going to do this? So very, very cool. I really do appreciate that. And um, I'm surprised no one said free food. Uh, that's also like the other commonality that there's free food. So maybe that's there. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask you, a, I think, uh, I think it's an easy question, but I guess some people find it hard. So good luck, I guess. If I were to ask you, what is your favorite aspect component thing about KK Psy? What would that be? Aileen. I guess my favorite aspect is the brotherhood because um, like I said, like when I first got to my university, I, even though I grew up here in El Paso, I didn't know many people in the band and being in this organization, I was able to meet so many great people who have become like my best friends, like, the VPs over here, um, you know, if it weren't for those crazy Zoom calls, like I look forward to those Zoom calls because I don't know what is going to come out of those, but like they always make me smile and make like my day better. And just having that support from the brothers in my chapter, the brothers in the district, in the nation, you know, it's a, a bigger picture, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so just being part of like this amazing organization, being able to give back to something that has given me so much is just so empowering. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. Kat. I can't believe Aileen told, stole this out from under me, but it is also my same, my same thing as brotherhood. Cause honest to God, um, the fraternity has given me so many people in my life that I can, I know that if any, if something happens, I have brothers across the country who at the drop of a hat will like lose, like 
cancel everything and drive five hours from Chicago to my house. Shout out to Abigail Johnson who did that this weekend. Um, just to like have a fire and then drive home the next day. Or I have friends who will drop anything and just come to be with me when I'm sad or like go with me to a funeral or just to make sure that things are okay. I know that, um, back in, Oh, I don't remember what year it was fall 2017. Yeah, that sounds correct. Um, I was in a car accident on the way to a Kappa Kappa Psi event. And so we were like marooned on the side of the road in the middle of rural Ohio with the four hours from home. And I know that we had brothers from Eastern who just turned right around and came to pick us up. And just knowing that I have that support system, I could move to any city in the country. And if I posted on like any Kappa Kappa Psi social media and said, is there anybody here who wants to get lunch? I kind of feel alone in this city. Someone would roll out of the woodwork and be like, absolutely. <laughs> and that just means so much to me to have that support network across, like across the country, across the globe in some places, just knowing that I have fr- people everywhere that I may not know them and they may not know me, but I know that we share this bond and I can rely on them when I need them. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Glenn, what, what is your favorite aspect, thing, component, part of KK Psy? I mean, clearly we're not a very original bunch over here, but I would honestly say the same thing. I, there are so many things that just really spoke to me with brotherhood, just because I am one who I'm in the color guard. Um, and that's a section that throughout my band career or whatever has been, it's usually a little bit separate from most of the instrumentalists, which I understand, but it kind of stinks because I am someone who I love meeting new people all the time. I want to know new people. I'm the one who like set up the vice president group chat when we all, when the last one was elected, I was like, hello, we are all the vice presidents. Uh this is a group chat for us. Maybe we won't use it, but that's okay. Little did I know we use it so much. And sometimes I'm like, can you stop? But <laughs> we, I, it's just the relationships that we build. There are so many things where, um, before I was a member, um, in the fall of my freshman year, a member of our band and a brother of our chapter passed away and seeing how that affected the chapter and just how they came together is really amazing and how people are there to support each other, no matter what the situation is. That was a time where I wasn't a part of it yet, but you could tell, you could see the brothers outside of just everyone else in the band kind of being there for each other. It was a really cool thing to witness. And there are just a lot of things that kind of make those moments where whether bad or good, yeah. have brothers there with you. They're scary times and happy times and you're always there for each other no matter what to just be a support for everyone. And that's, I don't know, one of my favorite things with the organization. Yeah. No, I think, thank you so much for sharing. And I, I paused a little bit earlier because as you're all talking, I'm not getting like flashbacks of memories and like other experiences. And I hope that our listeners are, are experiencing or having that same experience because it is such an important aspect that really what keeps us glued together. Uh, it keeps us coming back when there's, you know, sometimes there's drama, there's BS that we have to put up with the politics, whatever it is, the brotherhood, the relationships keep us coming back. So thank you all for sharing that. Um, and I need you to, 
as we're talking through this, if you could just, you know, tie in some of these crazy stories or things that you all talk about during your VP chats or your calls, just to kind of, you know, let people in on what tomfoolery is going on here. All right. So I'll go ahead and go to the next question here. And this is a little bit more about looking at your experience as a whole and how it's helped shape you, who you are today or the person you are today. So we'll start with Kat. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I had a very difficult go of it in high school band. And so I was really ready to just lose myself in the Bronco marching band. And it's so easy to disappear into an organization as large, like add those 350 people and just become like one note in the run, one face in the crowd, one plume on the sidewalk. There's nothing Nobody sees you. Nobody needs to see you. Nobody knows you. Mm -hmm. And I was ready to just let that disappear and just ride it out and not be anybody. And so, but when I found Kesa, I was like, oh, oh, this is what I want to do. I was like, this is where I want to be. I want to be doing this work. I want to be helping these people. The college band program has given me so much of myself and to be able to give myself back to that. I know that's like the cliche question that we always are like <laughs> upset to get that answer when we have, um, when we use that during interviews, like I just want to give back to the bands, but it is so true. I, it's so incredible to be here and it's really given me like the outlet to I wouldn't have participated in student senate if I hadn't been in KSI because I was the representative for our registered student organization as Kappa Kappa Psi I wouldn't have been able to I wouldn't have been able to know our staff as well I wouldn't have been able to get on staff as early I was a sophomore on staff which is pretty wild for college marching band mm-hmm. um and just being able to know that and know these people, it's given me such a crazy outlook on life and it has allowed me to travel so much. Like <laughs> even, even what I have done has not been far and it's not been far out of the North central district. Um, but I had never left the furthest I'd ever been from home when I went to college was we took a one weekend trip to Chicago and technically I went through three states and that was like wild to me. And then just this summer we did like a road trip down to Oklahoma and stopped and ate in every state on the way. And that was just insane. And so it's really given me a sense of drive and a sense of purpose, like a place to go forward. I know that no matter how uncertain, like being a teacher, especially in this area, like this day and age and this, current climate. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know where things are going to be, but I know that wherever I am, I'm going to have KSI and I'm going to be able to keep moving forward. And that I know that the college and university bands are something that's worth serving. And therefore I have a place to be forever because I know that I'm going to keep serving the bands and keep making things go forward, whether that's working with high school bands and ensuring that people move on and do higher education and continue into music as they go. Or if that's, actually putting in the grunt work, stacking chairs and moving stands from room to room on a university campus. I know that I have a place to be and I have a purpose that I can accomplish. Yeah. And so really listening to that, I I mean, I just, I keep going back to the word hope. It just continues to give you hope through good times, bad times, whatever that may be. It, It gives you that anchor to kind of draw back to. It's like, this is my hope. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, and I did want to have a quick follow-up question and we don't have to get fully into it and unfully unpack it, but I know that everyone loves and thinks that the, the phrase giving back is so cliche. Oh, I, I want to ask you, how do you know that you fully have truly given back? Like, what is that feeling you get when you're like, yeah, I, I, I did a good job giving back today. 
Um, well, here's the thing. I'll say that question's cliche, but it is important because I feel like if you ask that question and somebody doesn't give the answer that you're expecting, you're like, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> yeah. And so it's not, it's important. I feel like I leave it in every year because it's important to hear it and hear it out of their mouths. But um, I really feel like the thing that you get when you're done, when you know you've served is love. That's the be all and end all. We do this because we love it and people love us because we do it. Yeah. And we love each other as we're doing it. And so it's just that feeling like the work will never be done. There's no end point where we can say, we've done it. We have served the college band. It's just the constant. I know that um, like the five love languages we talk about a lot in leadership and like the five languages of appreciation. And I think that Kappa Kappa Psi really encapsulates the acts of service mm -hmm. to express your love for the band program. You continue to give back and go above and beyond and strive for the highest every day to yeah. make sure that the people around you, the people that you love and care about are getting the same good experience that you love. And so that way everybody, I, I could get real sappy, but <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. And the reason I wanted to ask that, because, again, we look back at not only recruitment, but a lot of people are worried about service during this time. And like, but we have we need to stack chairs or we need to do this because we've always done this. And I and I can definitely appreciate that. I guess what I'm what I'm trying to draw to is the fact that it's, it's that sense of like community. You're helping each other. You're giving back. You're showing that appreciation. And I think when you really look at it, at the end of the day, that's what truly matters. Right. So thank you for, for sharing that. Helena, how about you? How has KKSI shaped who you are today? I mean, just today I was having a conversation with our current chapter treasurer and one of our drum majors for next year um, about just how things are kind of crazy right now, but how we're learning a lot and mm -hmm. how we've kind of learned a lot through all this. We were talking about leadership because people are, people are scared and nervous and stressed right now. And, we were talking about how we've learned a lot about like adapting and just going with it and learning from what we're doing and not just trying to force things to happen and make them go how they were. You were talking about, we've done it and we've always done it. So what are we going to do now? But we can change. We can all adapt and change and grow. And I think that's something I've really learned. I am someone who tends to be a little stubborn sometimes and like to do things how they're supposed to be done. but. I'm learning a lot right now about just letting things kind of play out. And I think a lot of that is from Cap Capsi, from going to those leadership workshops, from experiencing things in our chapter where we went, well, shoot, that's not going to happen. Like I thought it was because mm -hmm. we don't have the amount of people we thought we would, or it's not happening the day that we thought it would things like that. We've learned so much about changing our plan and just going with what we can for the time being. And I think that's something that's really just changed how I look at everything and how I look at what's happening next and what am I going to do to stop it or help it or hurt it? I don't know. What's, how am I going to affect this situation and those around me? And I think a lot of that affecting those around you is something that we all kind of can relate on with why we want to do Mm -hmm. things and service for our band. We give out freezy pops during band camp every um, year. And it's one of those things where you can see immediately, like when the directors call, like, cool, this is a break, but this one we have freezy pops for and everyone's excited and we give them out and they're happy for just a couple minutes to have a moment. And it's like, well, we've done that. We've kind of created this moment of happiness. And that's always something that I've loved is giving people 
just a second of being happy, just a little smile. I, in high school, always carried around and I still do a bunch of stickers, like a whole bag of stickers in my backpack because sometimes people want one or you see someone and I don't know, they're just like little things like that, that have always been my favorite feeling of like, Hey, do you want a sticker? And people are like, Oh yeah. And then they're happy and they didn't know that they were going to get that that day or have that little moment. So I think those are my favorite, just seeing that other people are benefiting or just doing better and having just a moment because a moment can change a whole day for someone. You never know. It truly can. And I, I, I fully, fully believe that. Uh, this is something that Jessica, I, I like Jessica's term for this. She calls it a uh, lollipop moment or lollipop moments. Uh, and I truly believe that. I mean, like a smile can literally just change someone's day, which could change their lives. The things that we do, no matter how small we think they may be or mundane, like it, it, it creates not only a culture, but to the experience that can have a, everlasting effect and can maybe fundamentally fundamentally change somebody for the better or that you inspire them to do something more like that that they didn't believe just like the people who encourage you to to join Kappa Kappa Psi like it's that small act of something to give them that sense of hope community happiness so I appreciate you sharing that Aileen how about you Um, Kappa Kappa Psi has like changed me in like many ways Mm -hmm. Um, because I've always been an introverted shy person and always conscious of like what people thought of like how I acted or how I am so once I got got into college I was like you know what this is your time to get out of your shell and -hmm. being in Kappa Kappa Psi I got to Um, have more of these opportunities to come out of like my shell to take risks and going into these positions and where it's got me today to being a district officer Mm -hmm. Um, because I was like you know what the worst that can happen is I don't get it but at least I have that experience yeah and I've also experienced many other things like what Kat had mentioned earlier earlier about Uh, traveling. I love to travel. That's one of my favorite things. Um, Growing up, going to visit different countries with my mom, experiencing all like the historical aspects. I loved going to Stillwater, my first district convention, seeing where the organization like came from, learning the history, learning about Tau Beta Sigma and what united all of us here today you know, all of this stuff is like reoccurring and just uniting us and Mm -hmm. opportunities like this, like gives me back uh, to give back to the uh, BAM programs, to give back to the organization and serving as a a leader and helping others who will one day fill our shoes. Mm -hmm. And it's just really like eye-opening and inspiring because one day, hopefully, I can serve at the national level if um, things go that way. But, you know, that that's a goal. And, you know, that's something that we should all like achieve for is like striving higher and um, obtaining other like goals, traveling the world, going to other district conventions, other district workshops and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that as well. And just, you know, as you take a moment just to reflect on all of this and take a step back and say, look at how much I've grown 
how much I've evolved, changed, gotten better, stronger, whatever that may be, how much you've gained in your time at KKSI, it continues. It continues. You give back, KKSI gives back. And I think to me, it is just so, sometimes it's so like mind blowing. It's like, sometimes, I mean, I, I will admit, I ask myself like, why am I still doing this? Like, why am I still part of this organization? Like, Lord have mercy sometimes. But then I think I was like, I have just, I have, I would not be who I am today, where I am today, the skills I have today. I would not know how to do a podcast. I would not know how to do zoom as well as I think I do. So, you know, there's just so much growth. And I hope those who are listening can take a moment to assess that growth as well. Look back and where you started, where you were as a human being. I know so many people who have shared that like they didn't like public speaking, they were shy, and now they're out speaking in front of, you know, their chapters, in front of their bands, giving announcements, um, you know, just opening up and being able to be themselves like authentically and not just who they think they should be. So I really do appreciate you all sharing your um, personal experience with that. So we're going to shift to more specifically yourself as a VP uh, for your district. And I want to want to ask you looking forward and looking back at what you already know, if you accomplished nothing else during your term, but could only accomplish one thing, what would that one thing be? I'll start with Glenna. Um, I was thinking about this and I think the one thing for me is just, if I can make sure that every vice president for membership in my district knows that they're doing what they're doing correctly, no matter what they're doing, they're doing it right. And they're doing it well, especially right now. I mean, everything's crazy and I have been someone, so this is kind of based off my personal experience where I want to do things, but I'm nervous about how am I supposed to play it out? Am I allowed to do this? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Is this my position or is this something someone else should do? I'm always a little nervous that I'm going to step on someone else's toes and kind of cross their into their things. So just making sure they know that it's okay. And having people know that they can be confident in what they're doing and it's not a bad thing to ask. And Mm -hmm. just helping build that confidence, I think is a really huge thing for me right now, because that's something that I have needed in my leadership experience is just the confidence that there's always going to be someone who's upset. That's just how it goes. And you have to kind of look past that and look Mm -hmm. at, you're doing so many things well. You're teaching your classes great. You're doing a wonderful job. Maybe you're not an education major. That's fine. You're teaching them well. They're learning things. They're understanding. They're being inspired by what you're saying. You recruited a good class. Things are crazy right now. It's hard to do recruitment no matter what it turned out as. It's a good class. You did that. That was your hard work and effort and communication with people. So just encouraging them that no matter what's happening, especially this year, of all years, um, that they're doing things right. And they're doing things in a way that's their way and how it needs to get done for now. And that is more than enough. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of just moving past the paralysis by analysis, um, and just moving towards the trust and hope that I trust in my experience and trust in my skills and that it's not just about me at this moment. It's about those I'm serving, those I'm giving back to. So I, I definitely appreciate that. All right. Uh, let's see, Aileen, what about you? I guess it's more along the lines of, as what Glenna was just saying, like making sure that all the VPs in the chapter are 
inspiring the future brothers, the future leaders of the chapter and organization. One thing I loved when I was being, being my chapter's vice president was seeing their reactions to like the new things that they were learning in the road to wisdom, um, seeing how things played out, even on like the teaching aspect, seeing how they gave answers when it was like the discussion sections in the road to wisdom, seeing how they answered the, um, the questions and giving answers to what they will know, uh, know later on. So like, it's just like interesting how like the puzzle pieces fit together. Um, it's just like, oh my God, they said this, um, um, but they won't know what this actually means until like later on. And mm-hmm. it's just interesting. And um, one thing is just, um, one thing I learned when I was a VP and having my district BPM was just having that platform to share ideas with each other. And I want to continue doing that, having like, different ways to recruit, different ways to teach um, this lesson or um, plan out for rituals and all that stuff. Um, If like we can have them in person once it's safe, but just knowing that like they can always reach out to not only me, but each other and answering questions. If I don't know the answer, but someone else does Mm -hmm. Um, just having that resource and networking. Yeah. So to me, like I, I just, to me, it sounds just a lot like um, being able to help create some dialogue for people. It may not be the right answer. People may not know exactly what it is, but the, in that conversation, those questions, those resources help people just to grow in just the sense of that they are having that conversation, utilizing their voice. So definitely, I, I definitely appreciate that. Kat, what about you? All right. I'm going to lead into this point by saying something that might be controversial. Um, so (laughs) I would say that the chapter vice president of membership is one of the hardest, if not the hardest role to fulfill in this fraternity at any level all the time, because everybody can talk theory. Everybody can talk about like how we do things and what brotherhood's about, but no one is actually out there looking new members in the eyes and telling us about what Kappa Kappa Psi is except for the VPMs on the front line. And all they have is the road to wisdom and the writ book. And they're just expected to become a teacher. Like the road to wisdom is wonderful and it's so cohesive. And it's having, I myself did, I went through the old membership education program. And so the road to wisdom was a godsend and a blessing, but you still have to take somebody who like is essentially a big high schooler and take them from being like, I don't know what I'm doing to, I'm going to write these lesson plans and I'm going to go out and find people who are good for our fraternity. And they're going to be the future of this fraternity. Mm -hmm. Everybody on national council right now, everybody in the fraternity had a VPM who initiated them into the fraternity, who hunted them down, who taught them and inspired them to stay in the fraternity. And so having done that job for two years, I'm going to tell you right now, one of the most difficult things, my freshman, the first year that I was a vice president membership was so infinitely so much infinitely harder than my second year and so what this brings me to is i think that my number one goal as a as a district vpm is to get people into a position where they are no longer reinventing the wheel Mm. i would like if i can get every chapter to have a cohesive plan just a binder that explains what's going on and who you could contact when you're freaking out at 2 a.m and crying because you don't know what's happening and you're a failure 
if one person can manage that, it would be incredible because that would put us in such a better position. And it would mean that people are so much less stressed and less scared when they're being a vice president of membership. Because as a district VPM, I've taken a step away from the membership candidates. I have initiated my two classes and those are my babies and I love them, but it's not on me to be recruiting for all the individual schools around the district. What's on me is making sure that all of my VPMs aren't freaking out, aren't crying at 2 a.m., aren't having a meltdown because they don't know what this means, aren't having like some sort of nervous breakdown because things are horrible and they don't understand and they've lost all this stuff and somebody's mad at them and they don't know what's going on. And it's just, I want everybody to be able to take a deep breath and then be able to open a binder, open a message to someone and just be like, hey, help me. And I just want, I, and I realize that's a lofty goal to accomplish and <laughs> we can go another hundred years and not everybody will be able to do that. But if I even get one or two or three, five, 10 chapters who are able to say, yeah, I got a really good binder from my VP at the end of the year. And I felt very prepared for the incoming year then I will have done my job. <laughs> okay. I will have done what I came here to do. I love it. Hey, lofty goals are great. You gotta it helps to, to continue to strive. Appreciate that. Okay, so we are at that part of the interview where we go into fun questions. Are we ready? I need, I need some sort of confidence. Oh God. Okay. So um, again, just a reminder: we're going to go in that the same order. So with like fun questions, I'm just going to start shooting them off. We'll go, Eileen, Cat. Um, Glenna, we'll just keep going round, round, round until I run out of questions to ask or until someone says stop. <laughs> okay. And these, um, and as I ask these questions, feel free to just shoot them up. Like, you know, whatever first comes to mind, we'll just share it out. These are, these are just meant to be fun. What is your favorite color? Blue. Purple to have an experience, but like the color of sunlight through leaves to look at. Oh my, okay, I love it. Um, I love the color pink. Everything in my room is pink and I love it. <laughs> we stand a guard girl. What is your least favorite color? Ooh, orange. I think I'd have to say yellow. Okay. You just said sunlight though. Isn't that yellow? Sunlight sunlight through leaves is green. Uh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, I think I agree with um, Eileen on this one. Orange, I think, is one of my least favorite colors. Okay, okay. What is your favorite meal or food? It's this Salvadorian dish called pupusas. Since my parents are from El Salvador, my grandma used to make them for us at least once a week. So I look forward to eating those once a week. And they're like my... Um, What's it called? Like whenever I'm sad. Like a comfort food? Yeah, comfort food. Okay. I can't okay. remember. Great. Um, I would absolutely have to say pierogies. I could eat pierogies for every meal. I could, no cap, I eat them all the time. They're my favorite thing in the world. Um, They're potatoes, right? Per, okay, so pierogies, every, every culture has like a noodle that they have stuffed with something else. So that is our answer to it. So like ravioli, dumplings, pierogi, all the same family. So, but my favorite pierogies are the ones that are um, stuffed with potato and cheese. Those okay. are the best ones. Love it. Lena. Um, uh, the other two said like real meals. Uh, I'm going with a food in true Portland spirit. Donuts are like 
go to. I will never be like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not really feeling it. Don't like always. And cinnamon rolls. Those are like top two. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's say what's your least favorite food that's like, it's on your plate. It's you will never go get it. You won't eat it. What's your least favorite food meal dish thing? Corn dogs or hot dogs? I, I never liked them since daycare and I still, I'll eat hot dogs, but I refuse to eat corn dogs. Those are like absolute, like, no. Okay. Even the ones, even the ones that look like pudgy fingers. I don't okay. think you're making it better. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Um, I just despise tomatoes. And I hate it because I wish that I loved them because they're so pretty and they grow so easily and my family all likes them, but I just can't stand them. They are so, even like the smell of them on my hands is just, oh, I can't do it. So what about the texture? I don't mind the texture. I, well, I haven't bitten into one in a very, very long time. It's not a texture. It's literally, it's just a flavor thing. Cause I have a lot of, I have like a handful of foods that I don't like because of texture, but the flavor is just, it's. I don't know. And it's not even like, it's not, it doesn't like induce a gag reflex in me. It's just like my whole body shuts down and it's like, why would you do this to me? I'm not, my body's not even angry. It's just sad. Okay. I honestly, I was going to say the same thing as Kat and I'm fine with like cooked tomatoes and stuff. It's totally cool, but raw tomatoes. And it's hard for me sometimes I'm a vegetarian. So all meats also, I'm like, Nope, no thanks. But Tomatoes are in like all the things they're like, ah, a sandwich that is a vegetable sandwich. We'll put lots of tomatoes in there. And it's like the one thing that I don't want is raw tomatoes. I can't do it. Everything else is usually fine if they're cooked into stuff. It's usually okay. But raw ones, I just despise them. They're so gross. And I, I don't know why I hate them so much. I don't, it's just whole, I've never liked them. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. What is, what was your favorite subject in elementary school or grade school? Math. Math? I love math. I love numbers. Like I, I'm an overthinker, so you can catch me finding the slope to a line when it's just two plus two equals four. Okay. 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 <laughs> Mine was definitely art or reading. Because I just really loved like the hands-on being able to do things and create. And I feel like a lot of elementary education is like mostly sit down and learn to sit still so that when you get to high school, you'll keep sitting still. Mm-hmm. And art, I had a, I love my art teacher from elementary school and I still see her around town sometimes. And she is just, she has purple hair. She's got tattoos everywhere. She was so excited to work with us and just like going to that classroom and being able to play with things and paint and do things was just my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Um, I think I'll probably agree with Eileen on math here, but I loved reading so much. And there's pictures of me as a child, like asleep with like a book on my face because I fell asleep Mm. reading kind of thing. Yeah. But in school, I didn't like it because it was that complex of if you tell me to read it, I don't want to read it anymore. But I loved math and I always to fit in with some of my friends. I was like, oh, yeah, I hate math. It's the worst. But I was like, Uh, math. I love this class. It's so fun. There's always a right answer. And I don't have to like guess about what are they going to think is right. It's like, nope, that's the answer. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What is your Hogwarts house? Ravenclaw. Hufflepuff all the way. Slytherin. Okay. Okay. 
uh, vampire or werewolf? Why you gotta ask the hard question? You wanna skip to me? I got an answer straight off the bat. <laughs> no, because I have like two different answers because it's just like, it's bringing back old memories from middle school, Eileen. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I would probably say werewolves because I love dogs. Okay, werewolves. I would like to clarify before we get into this that I never read Twilight and I had absolutely no interest in it and I don't know anything about it except that there are werewolves and vampires. So let's not bring that into my house, but um, absolutely werewolves from just like a monster point of view. I just love the idea. I was, I just love the idea. I don't know. I have a thing with the moon. I, I just enjoy it in general. And I have a running joke that um, one of my favorite questions to ask people is if you were a mythical creature, not what would you want to be, but realistically, what would you be? And mine is always, I would be a werewolf, but it would be like an extreme emotion transformation. Like the Hulk, it would not be a full moon thing for me. Okay. So werewolves. I, I, in my true spirit of being afraid of most things that I have deemed scary since I was a child, I would just say neither. I feel like both are very aggressive and you have to like, I don't know. Vampires like, like take people's blood and that kind of freaks me out. And werewolves, I feel like are usually attacking someone. So I'm going with neither here. I okay. not feel like middle ground, but I can't choose either one. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll, we'll unpack this at some other point. So my last question <laughs> here will be, what is your, your rational fear? Spiders and scorpions. I, I can't like, Oh no. I like, there was one time I saw a spider, I ran across the house and I curled in a ball and started crying. Okay, spiders and scorpions. Okay, what else? What else is in me or do you want Aileen to give you more fears? Oh, sorry, just next, yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, I am deathly afraid of heights. I can't do it. Even like a ladder, a couple feet of, I we've got this storage, storage in our um, university for our uniform room is just like, three stacks of shelves that we put just like the big tubs on. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time I was asked to like jump up onto the top shelf. Cause you can like kind of spider monkey between them. Cause they're only about three feet apart. And somebody was like, can you get some off the top shelf? And I remember I got up, I handed them the thing on the top shelf. And then all of a sudden I just started crying. <laughs> it's like, no, I can't do this anymore. I was like, somebody has to get me down. Okay. Okay. Heights, spiders, heights. Okay. What else? Um, I, for a long time, I've recently gotten over it, which is good. For the most part, still a little nervous sometimes. I once was eating blueberries and a like worm or caterpillar or something like crawled out of one. So I was like deathly afraid because I, and I think it goes to bugs probably, but I was like, no, I cannot. And I like hated blueberries for the longest time. And then I took an entomology class about bugs and I kind of became more comfortable with bugs. So I'm like, okay with it now. So I don't know. I'm afraid of a lot of things, though. I don't like the dark. That freaks me out. Okay. Okay. Noted. Things you shouldn't tell me. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and shift into, I will say this. I just want to make it very clear. You are all the first group interviewees that have explained their fun questions or their fun responses. So let's just think. Let's just <laughs> better or bad so, thing. So VP of you. So VP of you. Okay. I love it. Um, so 
I just wanted to say that I really do appreciate you guys taking the time to answer all these questions and willingness to share. Um, I did have one last question, uh, and we'll start with Kat in this one. What piece of advice would you like to share with our listeners um, who may want to serve at a higher level, maybe searching for leadership opportunities, or just they want to create some sort of positive change for their community? Um, my advice is speak up. That's what I want to say, because I know that, um, not everybody who wants to get into a leadership position is like, I know better than everybody else here. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give it to you straight. I know what to happen, what needs to happen. I feel like if you have an idea and you think that it will genuinely benefit the people around you or your fraternity or your chapter or your band or anything, talk about it, tell someone, reach out to someone, be like, I think this would be a cool idea. And maybe it gets picked up. Maybe it doesn't, but no matter what happens, just keep expressing your love for your organizations through your continued interest in them and your continued involvement in their future. If you're putting forward into the future of your organization or your community, then you are 100% always making more changes than the people who are like, I'm here and I'm wearing the letters and I don't need to do more than that. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Spe utilizing your voice. I mean, this is something that I could talk about for such a long time, but I won't, I won't <laughs> box. All right. Glenna. Um, I'm going to use a quote. I like pulling quotes for things. And this is something I put in. We recently did our vice president for membership in the district training thing. And this is something that has inspired me forever. And it's from Steve Jobs. And it says the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Mm -hmm. So it kind of goes along with what I was saying earlier about not being afraid to kind of do what you're doing and be okay with it. And what Kat was saying about just speak up do what you need to and want to do. And if you are crazy enough to have an idea that's different from what it's been and you want to do something different when they say you can't run for district vice president, when you're a freshman, you go, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. It's mm -hmm. something that will change how you look at things. So just go for it and really be okay with being someone who people are like, ah, you're a little bit crazy there. But be that person, be that person who's kind of out there like, I want to do something different and yeah. you'll do something different. I love that. Okay. Lastly, but at least. One advice is just do it, Nike. Um, that, that isn't like the quote I wanted to use, but, <laughs> you know, just go for it. Something that um, has always like, been in like the back of my mind something that will resonate us all is um this quote I'm the master of my fate I'm the captain of my soul which is like what drives me to do things to get out of my comfort zone to get out of my shell mm -hmm. um because again like we're risk takers as leaders we have to be able to take risks even if you're afraid of um upsetting someone if you know that it's in like the best interest you you want to be someone that you look up to you want to be your own role model you want to be other people's role models you just go for it okay I definitely appreciate that and I mean just so much there that I again we can talk about this stuff for such a long time I won't get into that. We'll leave it for other presentations and other sessions. Um, but I just, I did want to say to all three of you, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. And on behalf of the fraternity and the national council, we truly, 
truly appreciate all that you do and admire uh, that you're continuing to promote musicianship, leadership, and service even during these these tough uh, tough times. So, uh, a huge thanks to our listeners for joining us today. If you like this episode, then please share or suggest our podcast series to another brother today and subscribe if you haven't already done so. We do this not to hear ourselves talk, but to share insight that can be meaningful for you, to those around you, to your chapters. Uh, but the thing is, we really do need your help in finding topics to cover. Like I'm going to run out of district officers eventually and things to update you all on. So please help me find topics to cover, cover and brothers to join me as guests on this show. So if you have suggestions, please reach out to me at bonka.kksi.org. That's B-A-N-G-C-O at K-K-P-S-I.org. Thanks for joining us today uh, on KKSI Presents. My name is Bonko, your host, and I wish you all much love today. And as always, A-E-A.